Welcome to another episode of the Victory Baptist Church podcast. This podcast is a ministry of Victory Baptist Church in Valdosta, Georgia. To learn more about our ministry and the impact it has had in our community for over 50 years, visit VictoryBaptistValdosta.com. Now let's listen to today's message from God's Word. Psalms chapter 78. Psalms chapter 78, and I asked, uh, uh, I asked Pastor first this morning if we'd have the junior church in here, and I asked John to make sure it would be all right. So we've got a building it's full of young people today, and it's fitting for what I want to share with you today. Uh, this message and these thoughts have been on my heart for a little while, and as I was studying, um, reading Psalm 78, uh, for the la- I guess the last week, the Lord showed me a few other things, and, and, uh, and then this morning showed me something completely new, and until, uh, really until uh, about the time Pastor called me, or shortly after, I knew exactly the direction that I would go with the text and, and uh, with the passage of Scripture this morning, and maybe at another time I can share the other things that the Lord has, uh, showed me. And this great passage of Scripture that, that, are, that is before us this morning. But uh, I want us this morning, for just a moment, before we read, if you are a young person in the building, if you are 18 years or younger, would you mind standing up this morning? 18 years or younger? All right. I know we've got a bunch of them in the back. Man, what a blessing. 18 years or younger. All right. Now, if you're 21 years or younger, stand up. Stand up with them. 21 years. All right? Good. Man, what a blessing. What a blessing it is to have you all in the service. Y'all can be seated. I may have you stand up again in just a moment. Um, We might do that in just a moment again. I'm not sure yet. And... uh, but I, I do appreciate them being in the, the building this morning. I love young people. And more than ever this day, we've got to reach our young people. And you're going to see why in, this, in the message this morning. And uh, God help us to, to make a difference in their life. But Psalms chapter number 78, and uh, we'll read verses 1 through 8 this morning. And I'll share with you some things and we'll be ready to go to the house this morning. Psalms chapter number 78, Give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, showing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and His strength and His wonderful works that He hath done. For He established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which He commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children, that the generation to come might know them, even the children which should be born, who should arise and declare them to their children, that they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep His commandments. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank You for Your blessings again to us today. Lord, I pray that you'd help me as I preach your word this morning. Lord, I pray that you give me liberty. Lord, and I pray that, uh, Father, you'd help us to go away. Lord, burden 
for our young people, burden for our nation with a great burden that we're going to reach a generation for Christ. Lord, we see, Lord, we see the way that the world is out to get our children. Lord, we see how that the left and the liberals, Lord, they're out to get our children. And Lord, I pray that you'd help us this morning. Lord, you'd burden our hearts to do whatever we can to reach our young people, to reach our own children. Lord, we love you today. Thank you so much for loving us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, this is a tremendous passage of Scripture. I got up early this morning, and I read it again, all, how many verses? 72 verses. And as I was reading it, some things popped out again at me this morning, and I made a note of them, and and I'll, I'll share them at another time if the Lord gives me liberty. I've preached from this passage of Scripture before, and I've got those notes with me. I'm not sharing that message this morning. This is completely new, and this is something that I've been thinking about, something that the Lord has been burdened me about for quite a while. And uh, we see the way that our nation is headed. We see the way that our churches are headed. And I tell you, if we're going to change things around, We've got to reach these young people that were standing just a moment ago. And uh, we've, got to, we've got a job to do. And I tell you, we've got to impact their lives for all eternity. And as we read in this passage of Scripture, we see that you and I, uh, and fathers, you and I parents, you and I grandparents, we've got a responsibility. It's our job, it's our responsibility to train our young people, to share with them what God has done in our lives. And we see that. And I want to share with you for just a few moments, I want to talk with you, the title this morning is The Generation to Come. The Generation to Come. Well, I'm so proud uh, these young people are in here this morning. I know most of them, and, and I love talking with them. One of them last week got on the bus and I may have shared this with you, but he got on the bus this, uh, last week, and the first thing he said uh, when he got on the bus, uh, he said, now what are we eating today for Thanksgiving? And I said, I, I, I don't know. I don't, and I don't, I don't ever get with the Udi's or, or, uh, or anyone else about the breakfast meal. That's what I thought he was referring to. I said, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I know it'll be good, and, and I assure you it'll be good. And he said, no, what are we eating for Thanksgiving, for a happy Thanksgiving? And then I realized he was expecting a Thanksgiving meal at church uh, last Sunday. And, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and, and we didn't provide that for him. We, we, we weren't planning on it. And, uh, and I don't remember what they ate for breakfast. I know it was good for him. And, and uh, he probably heard Somebody talking, maybe he heard an announcement about uh, the Christmas banquet coming up and got confused about it. But the young people, they say, they say, they ask some of the, uh, some questions that you just don't have answers for. We were taking them home last week, and uh, that same young man, he's in the building tonight, I'll not call his name this morning, but uh, he was sitting on the bus right behind me, and uh, I was sitting in the front seat, uh, and the front seat, not directly behind Brother Malcolm, but this young man, he kept asking, well, why this? Why that? Why are we doing this? Why, we, why do we do that? I mean, just one right after the other. And uh, Brother Malcolm was laughing, and, and I was trying to catch up with the young man, trying to answer his questions. And finally, I said, why do you ask so many questions? 
And uh, I love these young people. I love them. And, and I want to make an impact in their lives uh, because they are our next leaders. They, they will be, listen, they will be our next leaders. And we've got to reach them. And if you notice in our passage of Scripture this morning, uh, God repeats something about the generation to come. In verse number, um, in verse number uh, I think it's verse number 4, He said, We will not hide them from their children, showing to the generation to come. And then I think it's in verse number 6, that the generation to come might know them. And so you and I, we have a responsibility to the generation to come. I've been working with young people for a long time here in this church. And uh, I've been working, I think, Josh and Kelly. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe Brother Jonathan and Kimberly. I think I taught them in Sunday school. And, uh, and uh, that's how long I have been working with young people. They're old. And uh, that makes me really old. And, uh, and so that's how long I have been teaching uh, uh, teenage Sunday school and, and, and working with these young people. And I've enjoyed every moment of it. Every time we have a group of them that, that uh, comes of age, comes to close to 13, 12, or 13 years old, and they're fixing to move in, I always say, I'm going to retire. I'm going to give it up. I remember saying it when J.D. and Philip and Asher and, and Jacob when uh, they, were, they were getting close to teenage years and close to moving into the class. I said, man, I'm giving it up. I'm retiring. Ain't no way. I, there's just no way. I'm going I'm to uh, teach them, and, and uh, uh, I'm just giving it up. And now they're graduate, they've graduated from high school. Now we've got another group. And what a blessing it is, and I say that, kiddingly that, that I'm going to give it up and uh, what a blessing it is to be a part of their lives but there's something we've got a responsibility for that generation to come that generation to come and if the generation to come is going to live for the Lord it is the responsibility of this generation to do all that we can to ensure that the generation to come knows and serves the living God we've got to do all that we can that's why I love this church. Boy, this church places an emphasis on young people. And this church loves young people. And uh, this church does all that it can to reach young people. And we spend money so that we can invest in their lives, so that we can make a difference in the generation to come. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. It's our responsibility to do that. Um, I'm going to get you to turn... Turn to some verses in just a moment. I didn't, on purpose, I didn't give them to Jonathan because I wanted you to see them in the Scripture this morning. I want you to see the importance of our responsibility to reach the generation to come. But I want you to listen to this verse. You don't have to turn to it. In Judges chapter number two, Judges chapter two, verse number ten, there was a generation that, uh, uh, and also all that generation were gathered unto their fathers, and there arose another generation after them, which knew not the Lord, nor yet the works which He had done for Israel. Turn over to Lamentations chapter number five. Lamentations chapter number five. I want you to see this. I want you to see this verse, Lamentations, chapter number 5, and verse number 7. I'll give you just a moment to find it. Lamentations, the book of the Lamentations, after Jeremiah, 
chapter number 5 and verse number 7. Lamentations chapter number 5 and verse number 7. Notice what the Bible says. It says, Our fathers have sinned and are not. And notice the next phrase. And we have borne their iniquities. We have borne their iniquities. The Word of God says, Our fathers have sinned and are not, and we have borne their iniquities. Something took place. There was a, something took place in that generation that passed away. You know what happened? That generation didn't talk to the generation to come. They didn't teach them. They didn't train them. And there was a generation that was bearing the iniquities of the fathers. Just one generation. You think about that. One generation. You know, a chain is only as strong as its weakest link. And you know, and if we don't reach this, the, the next generation, the generation to come, we will break that chain. We will break the chain. And, uh, and that generation will fail. We see it taking place already. I want, to, I want to say to you this morning, listen, there are, so many, there are so many things that are out there trying to reach the generation to come. And by the way, the devil knows, the devil knows that he's got to do his best to reach the generation to come. If he wants the church to suffer, if he wants our nation to suffer, he's got to reach and he's got to get a hold of this generation to come. Just one generation. If we fail in training just one generation, it's going to affect the next generation. That ne next generation will perish. I want you to turn over to um, I want you to turn over to Deuteronomy chapter number uh, I think it's Deuteronomy chapter number twenty nine. I may be telling you wrong. I've got two different references wrote down in my scriptures, and uh, so while you're turning to Deuteronomy chapter uh, it's Deuteronomy chapter number 6. Deuteronomy chapter number 6 is where I want you to turn. Deuteronomy chapter number 6. Deuteronomy chapter number 6. And uh, look at verses number... Let me begin reading at verse number 1. Now these are the commandments and the statutes and the judgments which the Lord your God commanded to teach you, that you might do them in the land whither you go to possess it, and that thou mayest fear the Lord thy God to keep all his statutes and his commandments which I command thee and thy son and thy son's son all the days of thy life. Now notice what he said in verse number 2, which I command thee, thou and thy son, and thy son's son, so there's what? How many generations is that? One, two, three. Three generations, three or four generations that God mentions already in that verse that he wants, he wants them to keep the commandments of God. Now notice in verse number, notice drop down to verse number, uh, verse number six. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. In verse number seven. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, 
And when thou risest up, and thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand, and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes, and thou shalt write them upon the post of thy house and on thy gates, and it shall be when the Lord thy God had brought thee into the land which he sware unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give thee great and goodly cities which thou buildest not. And um, I will not continue reading, but, uh, but he said there that uh, we're to teach. we got a responsibility. In verse number 7, we're to teach them diligently unto to thy children, and we're to talk of them. And uh, you and I, we've got a responsibility to the generation to come. To the generation to come. I've been um, burdened at teaching the young people. I, I'm thankful for the Sunday school class. And in the last, I guess, the last five, six, seven years, um, the teen Sunday school class has, has, has been, and I, I, tell them, I tell them this all the time, that I'm not being critical of anybody's life. We say it just to, to distinguish uh, those who ride the bus and those who ride in a car. That's it. We're not looking down on anyone when we say those who come in the bus ministry or the, the church kids. We're not, we're, not, we're not looking down on them. I tell you, I love every one of them, whether they're your children or whether they're the children that, that we picked up this morning on the buses. I love them dearly, and, uh, and I appreciate them. But I tell our, our Sunday school class has changed in the last five, six, seven years. And I've had the wonderful privilege to stand before public school kids time and time and time again. We've got the teenagers over here, and we've got one, two, three, four, five uh, public school kids. And and uh, I think that's all we had this morning in the class. Was that right, Sherry? Uh, that was it this morning. And uh, Julia's out of town, and and uh, and uh, and then uh, we had Austin in there this morning. And and uh, what a blessing that is, and uh, what a what a privilege that is. And uh, and I'm thankful. And and I, I tell them all the time that that uh, you know that the devil is out to get their lives, and the devil is out to ruin their lives. And and I, I want to encourage them, and I want to help them. And then I think about some of the things that they're facing today, things that you and I we never we never we never dreamed of facing. Even we've got Brother Josh and Sister Kelly back there, and uh, Brother Josh Knutson and and Haley and others, and 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 John and Ivy and some of our other younger younger couples in the building. Some of the things that they didn't have to face growing up, these young people are facing it today. And uh, my heart goes out to them, and I'm burdened about it because nobody and nobody out in the public uh, arena is telling them the truth. They're lying to them. And uh, they're trying, the devil is trying to take their lives. And so our church and, 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 and you and I as leaders, we've got a responsibility to the generation to come. And so here recently, here in the last few weeks, we've been talking about faith. And we've been talking about fact. And we're going to discuss theories and we're going to discuss lies, and then we're going to delve into the issues that they are facing, the things that, they, that, that we know they're facing, and uh, where they're not getting the answers that they need. We've got to teach the generation to come. And my goodness, once these 
These guys and girls, once they, they grow up in just a few years and uh, they're in college and they're married, they graduate from college and, and they're married and they have families on their own and then our little ones back here, they replace these over here. Uh, what's it going to be like? What are they going to face? If these over here are already facing these wicked things and these dangerous ideas that are out there, what are these guys, these little ones over here, what are they going to face? What is Je Judah and these other ones, what are they going to face? The generation to come. And I got to go. Our time is just about leaving us. It's about gone this morning. And I have so much to say this morning. But uh, what are we going to do? We live in an age of information. And uh, we don't lack information. But this generation is dying for lack of information about the truth from God's Word. I tell you, outside of this church, you know, our young people, they're not, they're, not, they're not getting anything. They're not learning anything about God. I'm thankful for this church. I'm thankful. I, listen, I'm thankful that we can bring them in. I'm thankful for our school. I'm thankful. I told the teenagers this morning, I know that they could probably, we didn't do it, but they could probably in their short um, years of education, they could probably name at least three teachers that have made an impact in their life, probably more than that, but that I didn't do it this morning, but they probably could have named at least three that have made an impact in their life in the public school education. And thank God for that. But I want to tell you, hey, listen, there's nobody out there that's telling them about God. There's nobody out there that's teaching them the Word of God. And I want to tell you, the Word of God, it tells us how to live. It tells us how to conduct our lives. It's not the responsibility of someone else to teach your children about God's Word. If you're a believer, it's your responsibility. It's the Father's responsibility. Hey, listen to me, dads. I know it's not Father's Day, but listen to me. Listen to me. It's your responsibility. It's my responsibility as a father. Hey, listen, when Andrew and Bethany were growing up, it was my responsibility. It wasn't my wife's responsibility. Although she did it a lot, it wasn't her responsibility. It's my responsibility. Men, it's your responsibility to teach your children the things of God. God help us. God help you, young man. Fathers, if you're teaching your boys all about football and, and all about the sports and teaching them the stats and you're doing all that and you're not teaching them the Word of God, God help us. Amen. Amen. I love sports. I loved watching the ball games yesterday. I love doing that with Andrew. I, I enjoy that. Hey, listen, I, I, I love those things. Hey, listen, it's our responsibility. Hey, listen, I, I'm thankful that I took time and I taught Andrew how to, how to be a mechanic and I taught him how the internal combustion engine works and I taught him all of that. And he's a great mechanic. But hey, listen, my responsibility was to teach him the Word of God. And it's yours. Well, let's get into the message this morning. What are we to teach the generation to come? What's well, found in our passage of Scripture in Psalms chapter 78 again. We've got about 10 minutes, and I'll try to share this with you the best that I can in 10 minutes this morning, 10 minutes or so, uh, if I can, this morning. Psalms chapter 78 again. Go back to it. Psalms chapter 78. 
the generation to come, what are we to teach them? I tell you, old-time religion is, is swiftly dying. It's, it's dying. What are, we, what are we to teach this generation to come? I thought about so many things. And uh, I think that uh, I think we need to be teaching our young people about history. We need to be teaching them about the founding of America and what all that means and, and how did our founding fathers, they were godly men. And, uh, and they paved a path for this country. They knew that days like this would come. They did. And uh, I've read some of their lives and I've read some of the things that they said. And man, they knew that days like this would come. And uh, we need to teach our young people that. But what, 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 so let's look at our passage of Scripture. Notice in verse number 4 what he said again. He said, we will not hide them from their children, showing to the generation to come, and here it is, the praises of the Lord. What are we to teach the generation to come? Well, notice how it's worded in our Scripture. Showing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord. First thing, we're to teach our young people uh, it's an action, that word show, that's an action verb. So we're to show, we're to teach our young people the praises of the Lord. The generation to come, hey, listen, they need to know the praises of the Lord. They need to know, hey, listen, they need to know, they need to know that it's all right to lift your hand and praise God in the service. They need to know that it's all right at home every once in a while just to get full of the glory of God and raise your voice and raise your hand and say, thank you, God, and praise His holy name. They need to know about that. They need to see it in your life, and they need to see it in mine. That's what these young, showing forth the praises of the Lord. They need to know, hey, listen, that's what this church was built on. This church was built on old-time religion, and that's what it's about. Old-time religion, hey, listen, they were all about the shouting. They were all about the praising God, and I thank God for that. I'm thankful. Hey, listen, I'm thankful that I'm a member of Victory Baptist Church, a church that's alive, a church that's not dead. Hey, listen, I'm thankful if you've got a word to say, or if you just want to raise your hand and say glory to God you can help yourself and you can do that today I don't want to go to a dead place I don't want to go to a place where not, I've been to churches like that visiting I remember uh, sometimes we would travel uh, for the camp and I remember one time Brother Steve Folson and I, we went to a church. Man, it was just as dead as last year's toast. And we didn't get anything out of it. Man, it was miserable. And, and, uh, but we sat and we endured it. And, and uh, we got through it. And I don't want to worship like that. And hey, listen, I want to enjoy the praises of God. And I want, hey, listen, growing up, I wanted Bethany and Andrew to see that. And I'm thankful that we came to camp meeting. And I'm thankful that we came to revival meetings. And I'm thankful for the, I'm thankful for the glory of God that they've seen. And they've seen in the services here recently. Our young people, we've got to show that. And we've got to teach that to our young people. I don't know about you, but if I had, if I had young children today... Hey, listen, unless I was just absolutely sick and, and could not get to church because of sickness, I wouldn't stay at home. 
I would listen, I wouldn't do it. I would be in church because your young people needs to see the praise. They need to see somebody just get up and shout for God. They need to see that. They need to see that. Show forth the praises of the Lord. And that's an action verb. They need, they need to see that in your life. They need to see, they don't need to say or talk about it. They need to see it. Hey, it's real. It's real. Man, I'm telling you, it's real. I want to tell you, I've been working down at the Venture Faith Camp for the last few weeks, and um, they, um, one of the things that, that, that we've done in the tabernacle is we took down all the drop-in ceiling. That ceiling, it was a two-by-four uh, ceiling tile, and it was sagging, and it was old, it just didn't look good. And we went in and we painted the inside, took, got rid of those orangey pews there in the dumpster crust there and the, they're over in the landfill somewhere. Thank God for that. And they're gone and we've painted inside and we put in new uh, grid, two by two grid. And, and uh, I didn't do any of that. The, the uh, fellow that bought the camp, he asked me, he said, uh, can you do it? And I said, well, I can. I've never done a full ceiling, but I, I know I can do it. You just got to keep it level. I said, but it'll take just me. To do all of that, it'll take me a little while to do that. So you need to get somebody else to do it. And uh, so he had, he had some, uh, he had a crew, uh, a uh, Spanish crew up in the mountains. He paid them to come down and do it. Some that's done some work for him up in the mountains before. And so they came down and spent a week down at the camp, and they did it. And I got to know them. We'd go out to eat, and I got to talking with them. And and uh, they weren't they weren't Christians, and they spoke broken English, and and uh, I think the first day they got there, they set up their stuff, and they began tearing down things. And, and uh, one of them, he come up to me, and he said, uh, we got to have music. we we got to have music. Brother Wayne knows, Brother Josh knows out on the job site. You know, that's how they work. they got to have the music so they can, you know, they can jump around and beat around, stuff like that. And so, so he said, we got to have music. I said, that, that's fine. He said, he said, would that bother you? I said, well... I said, I'm not, I'm not in charge here. I'm working just like you. I said, I'll put my earbuds in if it gets too loud, if, it's, if it gets to bother me. And uh, sure enough, they started playing their music. And, and uh, uh, some, I didn't, it was all in Spanish, so I didn't understand a word of it. Some of the, some of the tunes I did, I never knew the drifters, I never knew that that was a Spanish song. I, I recognized Under the Boardwalk one time. And, uh, but anyway, so they're playing all that music, and uh, I, I, didn't, I, I didn't know. And so, uh, and so I'm listening to it, and it's getting louder, and then it's, they had some Spanish rap and Spanish country, and I mean, it was just, uh, and so I put my earbuds in, and, and I started listening to some good godly music. I was, I was listening to the Collinsworth family and the, the um, the, uh, the uh, Clark family. And I tell you what, while we was working and while I was doing my thing and, and those guys was working, listening to their worldly music, I want to tell you, Brother Wilbur, the Spirit of God moved in those earbuds as, as I was listening to that music and all I could do while them guys was working and I was listening to, to those words and those lyrics and, and listening to good Godly music and God moving. All I could do, Brother Wilbur, was just raise my hand and say, thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you for working in my life and visiting with me on the job site with all this worldliness going on. Hallelujah. Praise God. And our young people need to know about that. They need to know. Man, our time is gone. Let me give you the other two, and I'll just mention them this morning. The strength of the Lord. Notice in verse number four. What are we to teach the generation to come? The praises of the Lord 
and the strength of the Lord. He said, he said uh, showing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and His strength. And His strength. That speaks of the power of God. Speaks of the power of God. I want to tell you what our young people need. What these young people that, that ride our buses and what your young people need. What our boys and girls, what they need. They need to see some moms and dads. And they need to see some Sunday school teachers. And they need to see some singers that are so filled with the power of God in their life. They need to see God working. They need to see that power. The power of God. I'm glad I grew up in church. I'm glad I saw that time and time again. I, I'm, I'm thinking right now some, some men and some, some ladies that, that I grew up under that was just so full of God and I saw it and it made an impact in my life. And, that, and if we're going to reach the generation to come, they need to see it in your life. And they need to see it in mine. Hey, listen, they need, to see, they need to see God just get all over you. And they need, to, they need to hear about the power of God. And then lastly, let me share this with you. Notice what he said in that verse again. He said, we will not hide them from their children, showing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and His strength. And notice the last one. And His wonderful works that He hath done. Boy, I tell you what, they, these boys and girls, they need to hear about it. Man, they need to hear. We've got, we've got Chris, and we've got, uh, we've got all these boys and girls back there. We've got Braley uh, back there, and, and so many others over here, Khalil, and so many throughout our building, and, and all our, our church kids. Man, they need to hear about the wonderful works of God, what He's done in our life. Hallelujah. And we don't have time to do it this morning. If you read chapter number 78, you'll see the great things that God did for the tribe of Ephraim and how that Ephraim, uh, they, 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 they had everything. And God blessed them and they, they, they forsook it and they forgot the blessings of God. I tell you what, these young people, they need to hear it. They need to hear it. Every time we bring them onto this property, hey, Sunday school teacher, they need to hear about what God has done in your life the last week. They need to hear about how God answered prayer in, the, in your life last week and how God can do it for them. He can do it. Oh, Darius. You know Darius. Darius is working down at uh, Taco Bell, down at Lake Park. Darius is going to school as a high schooler He's working a 40-hour work week down at Taco Bell and uh, just an incredible young man. And uh, God has just blessed him. And if you go to Taco Bell, I, I know he works in the afternoons. I've, I've seen him a couple times down there. And uh, you need to go down there and spend time with him and uh, just to let him know you care about him. He's not able to come to church like he wants to anymore. He's trying to, you know, he's trying to, to make his life and, he didn't have a mom that raised him, that cared anything about him. Uh, his grand, grandpa and grandma that really cared for him, they've passed away. So Darius has been on his own for now for a couple of years at least. And, uh, but I remember Darius talking with Darius when he was younger and spending time with him and, and uh, just sharing with him. And, and I remember talking with him some of the things that he would learn in, in um, junior church. And uh, I remember one time, and I think I've shared this with you before, but I think it was Brother Josh talking, uh, sharing the uh, junior church lesson. It was talking about the death angel. 
And I think it was Josh that did that. And Darius, he got on the bus, and boy, he was troubled about that thing. And uh, he was worried about the death angel. And uh, he talked to me a little bit on the bus about it, and he said, Brother Greg, I'm scared that that death angel. And, uh, and I prayed with him on the bus, and, and, uh, and that thing was just, it bothered him. And I went to see him the next week, um, the next Saturday, uh, on visitation, man, he was just bothering his, his grandmother. She told me, she said, I don't know. She said, there's something, something that was said. It, and, and they said, we've done everything we can to try to calm it. But he, he won't hardly sleep. He worried about that death angel. And uh, they didn't really know what, it was, what was said. And, and, uh, and he would, man, he was just troubled by that thing. So I sat down with him and I talked with him and shared with him from some scripture and, and uh, just about having no fear. And, and uh, we, we prayed there in his front yard. And I said, Darius, why don't you just pray? You ask God, the God of heaven, why don't you ask God to help you with that thing? Help you with those nightmares. And he did. He, he bowed his head, me and him sitting down in his front yard. He bowed his head and he prayed. And he said, God, help me. I don't want that deaf angel to to get me, just help me, I, I want to sleep, don't give me no more nightmares, and, and, uh, and that was the extent of his prayer, well, a couple weeks later, I asked him about it, he said, he said, Brother Greg, he said, all that gone, he said, I, I don't worry about that anymore, he said, God gave me peace over that, and you know what? That's, what, that's what our young people need to see, that's what our young people need to hear, they need to hear about the goodness of God. They need to hear about His wonderful works. Hey, He's worked in our lives. You think about what He's done for us in the previous years. You think about how He's delivered us and how He has just blessed us in our lives and in our trials and in our storms. And He's brought us through. And you and I, we know that He's going to do it again. No matter what we're going through, He's going to get us through it. But our young people need to hear about that. They need to hear the wonderful works of God. The wonderful works of God. In conclusion, I want you to turn over to Daniel chapter number 11. Daniel chapter number 11. And while you're turning there, while you're turning and you're finding the book of Daniel, Daniel chapter number 11, why is it so important to teach the generation to come? Well, in our passage of Scripture, you don't have to turn there. I want you to be looking at Daniel chapter number 11. But in our passage of Scripture, verse number 6, the Bible says that the generation to come might know them, either the children should be born. And verse number 7, it says that they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God. That's why we've got to talk about these things. Because if we don't do it, they're going to forget. And they're not going to have any hope. Look over in Daniel chapter number 11. I want you to see this. And then we'll pray for invitation. Jan Daniel chapter number 11. I've got to find it in my Bible. Daniel chapter number 11. After the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel, Daniel, and chapter number 11. You found your place, Daniel chapter number 11, verse number 32. Look at what the Bible says. Verse number 32. And I learned this. I was singing this verse this morning and uh, humming it, and I started singing it and, uh, from uh, Brother Paul Young from many, many years ago. But notice what the Scripture says. And such as do wickedly against the covenant, verse number 32, uh, shall he corrupt by flatteries. But notice this. But the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Verse 33, and they that understand among the people shall instruct many. 
You know why we've got to teach our young people? We've got to train and we've got to reach the generation to come because of what that verse is there, verse number 30, 32. The people that do know their God shall be strong. You know, the only hope that our young people have in this life is God. And you and I, we understand that. We, we, we really do. We're matured. We've been in church. We've, hear, we've heard preaching. But our young people, they haven't lived the life and they haven't had the experiences that you and I have. And so it's up to you and it's up to me to teach and to train the generation to come because if they know God, that's what's going to make a difference in their life. And they'll be strong. And listen, that no matter what Satan hurls their direction, no matter what our society comes up with, listen, they'll be strong in God and they'll be able to stand. They'll be able to stand. These boys and girls that are here this morning. Boys and girls, stand one more time. If you're 19 years or younger, stand up one more time for me. All right? Well, I tell you, these, they're precious. They're precious. And I, I love them. I do. And uh, you know what? We've got to teach them. That's the generation to come. Hey, listen, some of these guys, they may be our pastors. They may be our government officials here. Khalil now, Khalil is a, a fullback. He's, he's playing fullback for middle school. Khalil is the next Georgia football team fullback, okay? He's replacing Nick Chubb. He's following after Herschel Walker. That's his dream. That's his desire. And I'm, I'm putting that, and I'm, I'm, I keep saying that to him. And uh, he's going to play for the dogs one day. And... Uh, I'm, I'm just kidding about that. But who knows, man, we've got, there may be preachers here, but we have got to reach the generation to come. Our music, Sister Tracy's looking around. One of these, one of these young ladies, one day they're going to take your place. Hopefully they won't make the mistakes you make. I'm just kidding. And uh, I'm just kidding. I pick at her all the time like that. And I've been doing it for years. And, uh, but listen, one day, hey, trio that sang this morning, one day, hey, they're going to be standing up here. Y'all are going to be old, gray-headed. You're not going to be able to walk. You're going to have walkers. These young people are going to be up here. That's the generation to come. Hey, one day I'm not going to be teaching Sunday school. I'm going to be sitting in here with, with you. And one of these young men is going to be in my place. We've got to teach them. We've got to teach them. We've got to reach them so that they'll be strong and do great exploits. For the glory of God. Oh, God, help us. I'm encouraged. I tell you, I'm, I'm encouraged. With what we have, the young people that's coming up, I'm encouraged. And we've got a good, good group of young people here. Somebody asked me, I talk all the time about the bus ministry. I know our time is gone. Sister Trace, come to the piano. A lot of people ask me about the bus, and they talk, well, man, aren't them kids rowdy? What do y'all do? I said, no, we've got the best group of young people that we could have picking up. And I love them. Man, they behave. They do such a good job. I don't, these young people, they've, they're set, they've sat in here this morning. They haven't cut up. We haven't had to get on to them. What a blessing they are. And we've got to reach them for the glory of God so that they can be strong and do great exploits. Let's all stand together this morning. Our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed. The generation to come it's counting on you. It's counting on me. 
If we fail them, 